He and others died so that we might have equal rights. And sisters and brothers, as a retired law enforcement officer and as an ordained minister, let me make an appeal. He did not do that, and others didn't do that for us to break into each other's homes, to rape, rob, steal, and kill each other. He didn't do it for that reason. So let's enjoy the fruits of Dr. King and other civil rights leaders' labor. Let's do it with integrity. Let's do it with dignity so that, first of all, God will get the praise and so that other races of people will respect us as a race of people. Thank you. Good morning, Key Chapel. Good morning. Where are my cheerful givers in the house? Do we have some cheerful givers in the house this morning? All right. Well, it's tithes and offering time. This is the time where we all now get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. Here at K Chapel, we fully understand that to truly worship God does include our offering which are given primarily for three reasons here at Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. The first reason, it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. The second reason, it gives us a sign for God blessing us, giving him thanksgiving, providing provisions for all our needs. And then the third reason why we give here at Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church is just simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, throughout our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through Cade Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by using the traditional envelope system. You can mail that in, or you can just drop it off by the office. You also can use the Cade Chapel app. Now, those of you that are with us by way of live stream, you also can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. Now, we don't want to leave out our visitors. For all our visitors, we just want to let you know that the baskets for your offering to be dropped off is available when you go out that door in the sanctuary. So how much you give? Whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a God bless you.
Bless those that gave, oh Heavenly Father. Bless those that wanted to give but didn't have to give. Father God, bless the offering that will be you for the uplifting of thy kingdom. Amen. My God, my God. Somebody feel the fire burning. Somebody has called him before. And you know you can go to God when you can't get nobody else. You can call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 I can call him when I need him. And I don't know about you, but I need him. Every day and every hour. I need him. Every minute and every second. I, I need him. I can go to God in prayer. Somebody's been praying. 
we, we, we just a few weeks into 2024, but somebody been praying already. You've been praying, Lord, walk with me. Lord, hold my hand. Lord, Lord, keep my children. Lord, Lord Jesus, be a fence all around me. Every. his name oh bless his name somebody came to have church this morning somebody came to lift up the name of the Lord this morning and somebody don't care what your neighbor thinks about you oh bless his name so, somebody say you sat next to the right one today cuz I got a reason to pray I got I, you sat next to the right one today baby I got a reason to shout Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Deacons, let's keep the celebration going because we, we baptized this morning. That's something to celebrate. Amen. That's something to celebrate. We're going to baptize this morning. Deacon, come on and share with us the meaning of baptism as we baptize. Bring on this one who has taken on the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. This morning, we will be reading from two chapters on the meaning of baptism, which the first one is Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and then Romans 6, 3 through 11, and it reads thusly. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Romans 6, 3-11. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. But like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing this, that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. 
death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Psalms number 37, starting around the 23rd verse, it says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Although he falls, he should not be utterly cast down because God upholds him with his hand. And upon profession of your faith, Brother Bingham, and with the authority given to me by God, I now baptize you now, my brethren, by the name of the Father, by the name of the Son, and by the name of the Holy Ghost. young man go down to be baptized and it is our duty that we as God's children will lead him in the way that he should go we too are the follow the steps that God directed us in let us pray now our father which art in heaven yes, Lord. here it is once again that you bestowed your mighty blessing upon us. The Lord, you saw fit that we should see this day. Yeah. Now, dear Lord, we pray that we will be the servants that you will have us be, that we will walk worthy of the vocation from which we were called. Bless us now and keep us. Bless each and every one of us. These precious prayers, we do pray them. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Now let us all say amen together. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel.
Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse four says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. We ask that you continue to keep all of our bereaved families in your prayers. The McLeroy Robinson, the Gross Max family, and the Sawyer families. Usher Larry Robinson lost his best friend, his wife, Sister Maggie Mae McElroy. The service for Sister McElroy was held on yesterday, January 13th, at Black's Chapel here in Jackson. Sister Linda Stewart lost her mother, Miss Earlene Gross Max. We lost another soldier, Brother Larry Sawyer. Brother Sawyer was a member of the Senior Usher Board here at Cade Chapel. Now the service arrangements for both Ms. Max and Brother Sawyer are incomplete at this time and will be shared when made available. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Sister Polly Williamson, Brother Limus Magruder, and Brother Glenn Barnes. We have recovering at home, Sister Anita Shaw, Sister Johnny Jackson, Sister Mary Bell, Miss Rosemary Stuckey, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, and Brother Willie Lindsay. We, also, we have also coming for prayer Sister Annie Poindexter, Mr. William Carter, and Miss Lena Perry. Those related to church members that are asking for per prayer, Bryson Joseph Redmond, Mr. Lewis Barnes, Ms. Adrena Jeta, Ms. Lavincia Clark, Ms. Mackenzie Emil Nathan, Mr. Leonis Bonner, Mr. Keith Fogger, Ms. Dolores Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, Ms. Demetrius Wallace, Mr. Clyde Cam Cameron, Mrs. Renee Collins, and Ms. Laqu Laquana Caston. Also, Sister Jacqueline, Pen Jacqueline Pendleton is asking prayer for her son, Javante Noel. And as you travel during the week, don't forget those members in long-term care. But as you travel, remember to pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Let us pray. Most gracious Father, we come this morning just to say thank you. Thank you for being with us in our time of sorrow, for being with us in our time of illness. Father, we recognize the fact that you are the giver of life and only you have the right to take it. As you do your work, Lord, teach us to patiently wait. So we come today asking for your touch we trust you will heal where healing is needed, comfort where comfort is needed. And as we draw closer to you, these and other blessings we ask in the name of thy son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Good morning, Kate. This song simply says, I still have joy. Anybody know the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness is predicated upon your situation. But joy you choose to have regardless. 
When the sun is shining, you can have joy. When it's raining outside, you can still have joy. When they talk about you, you can still have joy. I still have joy.
That's somebody's testimony this morning. At everything I've been through, I still have joy. Been through the storm. Been through the rain. But I still have joy. I had some heartache and I had some pain, but I, but I still got my joy. Folk talked about me, called me everything but a child of God, but somebody out there ought to be a witness and testify. I still, I got my joy. Because this joy I have. World didn't give me this joy. This joy I have. Nothing you can drink can give you this joy. This, this joy I have. Nothing you can smoke can give you this joy. This joy I have. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. This joy. Hallelujah. Now come on and give him a great big praise. One more time. Go ahead and give him a great big praise. Go ahead and give him a great big praise. Go, come on, give it, come on, give it to him. A great big praise. Tell him thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Reverend Powell was talking about the people who were sick and while he called one name, Reverend Harrington told me that Sister Polly was here. Is she here? Where's Sister Polly? Look at there. She ain't on the sick list no more, y'all. She, she's sitting in the sanctuary. I wish somebody would bless the name of the Lord. Listen, and, and, and over there next to her, I see Cecilia. Cecilia Bad, you look, them testimonies sitting close to each other. Hallelujah. Out of everything we've been through, we still have joy. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 41, verses 41 through 52. 41 through 52. I'm going to try to say a few things. Y'all done just, just about took everything I got, but we're going to see if something, something is left. It's 41. 
Starting in verse 41, there you find these words. I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads as follows. Now, every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of this. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to, ser to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, child, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. He said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Simply, I want to talk from the subject, a closer walk. A closer walk. Closer walk. I pray that this first full year of 2024 uh, has already been fruitful and full of God's favor. As you have determined already that you're going to start this new year off on the right foot. That's what you said last Sunday. You, you are going to start on the right foot. And so I pray that this first week you have been walking in that vein and in that spirit. As you started that you continue to do right. I want to encourage you in whatever it is that you want and need to accomplish this year. That each and every day that you take one more step. Whether it's a step to improve your relationship, a step to improve your productivity, a step to improve your finances, your grades, your physical health, your emotional health, and of course, your spiritual well-being. Whatever the goal is, I pray that each and every day you take one more step in reaching your goal. This morning, I'm not going to hold you long, but this morning I want to offer just a few thoughts about how you can have a closer walk with the Lord because I know that 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 is the desire for most believers. Most of us say in some kind of way, at the beginning of the year usually, I, I want to be closer in my relationship with the Lord. I want to grow deeper in my fellowship with God. I, I, I want to be better in better harmony with the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in the word and in the will of the Lord. That's what we say. And for the most part, it's what we mean. But it's not always what we accomplish. So I thought, I thought, I thought that we might be helped in having a closer walk with the Lord by looking at this episode in the life of Jesus and his parents recorded in the Gospel of Luke. Story picks up when Jesus is 12 years of age. 
Remember the last time we gathered and we were talking about Jesus, he was still a baby. He was being hailed by Simeon in the temple. From that moment to this, the Gospels are silent about the development of Jesus and the parenting of Mary and Joseph. But apparently they are doing a pretty good job. At least, at least from a religious standpoint, because the passage begins by saying that every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Every year. They, they, they made it a point to go to celebrate the Passover. And verse 42 says, and when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. Watch this, y'all. They are practicing family devotion. Uh, going to temple is nothing new for Jesus. He's been doing it from a baby to this point of being 12 years old. Faith is playing a prominent role in their family. They are bringing Jesus up as Jews who follow Jehovah. For 12 years, Jesus has been exposed to the stories of their faith, of how God delivered the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. For 12 years, they have instilled in him the religious observance of the Passover and how the angel passed over the houses of everyone who had the lamb's blood on the doorpost. For 12 years, Jesus has heard about the plagues that God sent and how the Red Sea was parted and how his people walked and crossed over on dry ground for 12 years. They have taught him and reminded him of their faith journey as the people of God and they have taken him to the temple to worship God as a family together. And this text opens up letting you know that although there is a gap in the story from him being a baby to being a boy of 12 years, that Mary and Joseph have been parenting him in the faith. Can I just say parenthetically that, that in 2024 we still need parents to bring their children to church? We, we still need parents to bring their children to Sunday school. We still need parents to bring their children to choir practice. We still need parents to bring their children to Youth for Christ and to the mime ministry. Why? Because we still believe that it's easier to teach children than it is to fix broken men. It's easier. It's easier to teach children the right way and teach children wrong from right than it is to try to tell a 35-year-old man and a 35-year-old woman what is wrong. If we bring them up in the admonition of the Lord, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We need our children in church. We need the choir stand full again. We need Sunday school full again. Come on and talk to me. Parents, we need children filling this place again. Amen. Children need what only the church can give them. And this is the place of spiritual formation. 
This is the place where we come to know who God is, a place where children grow in their faith and become connected to others who are growing in their faith. And I want to take just a few more minutes and encourage every parent listening and every grandparent who has influence over your parent, those parents or have the responsibility of raising grandchildren, make sure you bring your child to church. Can I just park there for a minute? Bring your niece, bring your nephew, bring the child down the street, bring them to church. Bring them to church. Bring them to church. Why? Because the church has something Chuck E. Cheese can't give them. The church has something cheerleading can't teach them. The church has something peewee football doesn't have. The church got something that they can't get anywhere else. There are foundations established at the church that cannot be provided anywhere else. There's a moral foundation established here that they will take with them for life. There is an ethic created here that will help them grow and know wrong from right when they need to make critical decisions and grandmama and mama is not there, daddy and grandpama is not there, but they know right from wrong because their Sunday school teacher told them what right and wrong was. Bring your child to church. I implore you, I implore you, because if we bring them to church, chances are we won't see them in the news. If we bring them to church, chances are we won't have to get them from jail. If we bring them to church, Mary and Joseph, have been parenting Jesus for 12 years when Luke picks up in the life of Christ in his gospel. And in the text, they have been bringing him to temple, celebrating the Passover feast. They didn't leave him to the babysitter. They took Jesus with him. They didn't leave Meemaw to watch him. They took Jesus with him, as was their custom. In other words, they were used to worshiping together. But the story takes a shift in verse 43. Austin, look with me, for it says, when, when the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents were unaware of this. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. And herein lies the reality of many believers. That is this. Start out with Jesus. But somewhere along the journey, we don't realize we left him behind. Mm. Mm. We, we take off. And we don't realize we left Jesus. We, we start pursuing our own agenda. We don't realize that we left Jesus. 
behind. We start moving in our own direction, doing our own thing and going our own way, not realizing that we left Jesus behind. Only to discover sometime later that Jesus is not with us. Have you ever realized that because of some decision you made that you put some distance between you and the Lord? Have you ever realized that because of some choice you made or some turn you took or some road you went down that, that you distanced your fellowship with the Father? Mm. You put some distance between you and the Lord because you moved too fast. You put some distance between you and the Lord because you wanted to go one way and he was trying to get you to go another. You, you wanted to start this business. You wanted to marry this person. You wanted to work for this individual. You wanted to live in the city. And now you look around and discover that your decision to start walking your own way put some distance between you and the Lord. It happens all the time. No need of you looking at me like that. You've done it. I've done it. We've all put some distance in our fellowship with the Father. And the text tells us why and how it happens. Look at verse 44. It says, assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Look at that. Perhaps the distance that exists between you and God is because you've assumed that God was with you. I know what you're thinking, but preacher, the Bible tells me he'll never leave me, nor forsake me. That's right, he'll never leave you, but will you leave him? Maybe the issue is not that he left you, but you took off your grown self. You... You, you took off your, your know-it-all self. You, you took off your intellectual self. And, and you left him. You've assumed that because nothing can separate you from the love of God, that you can't distance yourself from the fellowship of the Father. But don't you know that's what the story of the prodigal son is about? That, that, that you can make some choices and distance yourself from the fellowship of the father? He went his own way, did his own thing, spent his own, his father's money, and then he came to himself. Y'all going to make me shout by myself in here. I I'm glad this morning that, that even when I distance my fellowship with the father, that my relationship with my daddy stays intact. Watch it, watch it, because when he comes to himself, he comes back to the father, and the father says, give him a robe and put a ring on his finger and put some slippers on his feet. Why? Because my son, my son who was lost, is now found and come back home. Thank God that I never stopped being his son. Even when I didn't act like it, I never stopped being his son. Even when I went my own way, I never stopped being his son. Even when I didn't make him proud, I never stopped being his son. 
The fellowship may have been strained, but the relationship was maintained. You missed your shout. You missed your shout because truth be told, you strained your fellowship with God in some points. You, you've gone your own way, but God still said, that's my son, that's my daughter, that's my child. And if they just come to themselves, I still have open arms. They, they assumed, watch this, they assumed that because he was always around that he was somewhere around just like us because he's always around surely he's somewhere around because because when I call him he always answers Surely, I, I can't see him, but surely he's somewhere. Come on and talk to me here. He's somewhere around. The problem is that they got lax. They let down their God. They got lazy and did not actually lay their eyes on him to be sure that he was with them. Just as we get lax, we let down our guard. We get lazy in the daily disciplines. We get lazy in our time with the Lord. We get lazy in our reading of God's word. We get lazy and then we assume that our closeness to him will always be what it has been been they assumed that Jesus was where he had always been which really brings up the question about our relationship with the Lord and that is this who's leading whom I know I know what you're saying they're the parents he's supposed to be following them I know Jesus is a child. They're the parents. He's supposed to be following the parents. But in our relationship, if Jesus is in charge, the question is, are we following Jesus? Or are we expecting him to follow us? Oh, oh, let me make it plain. Let me make it plain. See, see, because... If we were following him, we, we would wait for him to tell us where to go and, and know that where he's told us to go, that place has been blessed. But no, what we do is we go where we want to go and then ask God to bless it. So who's following whom? Stop making choices and asking God to bless it and, making, and start making choices that he's already blessed. So, the second Sunday, so I'll not be too heavy or too hard on you. few thoughts and I'm going to my seat. I pray that this will help you to continue to have a good year and have a closer walk with the Lord. If you're going to have a closer walk with the Lord, here's the first thing you got to do. Realize when you don't have him with you. Somebody already said it. Watch it. They have been walking for a full day before realizing 
Jesus wasn't there. Okay. They had not held his hand for a whole day before realizing Jesus was not. They had not seen his face for a whole day before realizing Jesus. They had not heard his voice for a whole day. Before realizing Jesus was not with him. And watch this. And yet they kept on walking. Oh, don't talk about Mary and Joseph. Because you do the same thing. Hadn't heard his voice. But you keep on walking. Hadn't sensed his presence. But you keep on walking. Hadn't gotten any confirmation from him, but you keep on walking. Y'all come on and talk to me here. I wonder how far and how long you've journeyed on your own, not knowing that you left Jesus a long time ago. The reality is that many of us are walking through life not having realized the issues that we're dealing with and the problems that we're facing are part in due to the fact that the closeness that we once had with the Lord is no longer there. Let me help you. Let me do that. An indicator, you say, well, how will I know if he's no longer there? Here's an indicator that there's distance between you and the Lord and Jesus is not close by. Number one, there's an absence of his voice. You got to ask yourself the question, when is the last time I heard the voice of the Lord? If you, if you want your... If you want your walk to be closer, ask yourself, when is the last time I know I heard from God? Because Jesus says, my sheep, hear my voice. I know them and they know me and they follow after me. If you're having trouble hearing the voice of the Lord, it could be an indicator that you've distanced yourself from him and you need a closer walk. Mary and Joseph didn't hear his voice, but they kept on walking. Didn't hear his voice, but they assumed that he was there and they continued in their way. If you have not heard the voice of the Lord in a long time, look around and make sure that you have not distanced yourself from him. Another indicator that you've distanced yourself from the Lord, the presence of misplaced blame. Watch this, y'all. When they find him, Mary says to Jesus, why did you do this to us? Wait a minute. You left me. Why did I do this to <sighs> Sometimes when we distance ourselves from the Lord, we do what Mary did and start to blame God for things that we have done to ourselves. We begin to blame God for the consequences of choices that we made. We went and invested in a shady business deal and then we blame God that we lost our money. 
because you was at the bottom of the pyramid. You ain't going to make no money down there. You went and married that nut and then blamed God because you ain't happy no more. They was a nut when you met them. They still nutty. And you want to ask God, God, why did you let me marry? No. That's misplaced blame. Come on and talk to me if you can. You chose not to go to class and now you're blaming God for not passing. You chose to eat the wrong foods and now you're blaming God that you're on medication. You, you chose to drink. You chose to smoke. You chose to do drugs and now you're blaming God that your body is telling off on you. When you misplace blame on God, it's an indicator that you've distanced yourself from him. And you need a closer walk with the Lord. Why did I say I wasn't going to hold y'all long? Tell, tell your preacher to stop lying. Tell your preacher to stop lying. I told my first lie in the pulpit for the year. I told my first lie. I didn't say I told my first lie. I said to the pulpit. Line the pool, pool. Number two, if you're going to have a closer walk, y'all funny. If you're going to have a closer walk with the Lord, retrace your steps with him. Mary and Joseph, after they look around the kinfolk, they say, let's go back to Jerusalem. Why? Because Jerusalem was the last place we saw it. That, that, that's, that's all I got for that point. Where was the last place? You encountered the Lord. Maybe you ought to retrace your footsteps. Maybe you ought to go back to what you used to do. You, you, you used to be in Sunday school. Maybe you ought to go back. You, you used to go to Bible study. Maybe you ought to come back. You, you, you used to show up for prayer. Maybe you ought to come back and pray. Maybe you ought to go back to your missionary circle. Maybe you ought to go back to the brotherhood. Maybe, maybe you ought to go back to going down on bended knee. If you're going to have a closer walk with the Lord, then perhaps the first thing you need to do is go back and remember the last time when you knew that you were walking with him. The last time when you knew that you felt the hand of the Lord on your life. Where were you and what was going on when you knew that you felt the closeness of the Lord? Perhaps finding Jesus and restoring your closeness with him is as easy as returning to the practices, the disciplines, the places where you last encountered him. Number three, and I'm done. Reestablish your connection and your commitment to him. Watch this. Mary and Joseph, they find Jesus. He's in the temple. They have this conversation with him. Why did you do this to us? Did you not know our hearts were anxious as we were looking for you? And Jesus, at 12 years old, 
asks another question. Now, yeah, I, th I thought the same thing, said Reverend Harrington. Reverend Harrington said he ain't had no black mama. Yeah, yeah I, I thought the same thing. Because you know, and I know, how that conversation But thank God. <laughs> That's why you need to bring your children to church. Because look, they, they'll live longer. <laughs> they, they, they'll teach your child how to answer adults. Wish I had a witness in here. I heard a child the other day, uh, grown up, was saying something to him. The child said, what? What? When did what become acceptable? I know when, when Chuck E. Cheese started parenting your children. <laughs> Bring your child where? Amen. So Jesus asked the question, did you not know that I would be about my father's business? But here's how the text ends, verse 51. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth, Nazareth and was obedient to them, and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Look at it, y'all. They left Jerusalem together as a family. They were reconnected. Both parties expressed concern, right? For the parents is, how could you have done this? For Jesus is, did you not know where you left me? A question you might say. But after their statements, the text suggests that there was no love lost between them. They left, watch this, they left Jerusalem together. And the text ends by saying, and Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and with men. Watch this, and I'm done. In other words... They restored their fellowship with Jesus, and Jesus went on to grow up in their house. Don't miss that. They, they restored their relationship, and Jesus went on to grow up in their house. See, once you establish your connection with the Lord, the question I have with you is, are you letting Jesus grow up in you? Where there is more of Jesus and less of you. More of his ways and less of your ways. More of his thoughts and less of your thoughts. More of his understanding and less of your understanding. More of his wisdom and less of yours. More of his words and less of yours. Jesus grew up in wisdom and in years and in divine favor, of, and in divine and human favor in their house. My prayer for you. That as you restore your walk with the Lord or as you grow closer in your fellowship with the Father, that the end result would be 
that Jesus is growing tall inside of you. That his wisdom shows up in your decision making. That his words show up in your discourse. That, that, that his wisdom shows up in how you deal with business. And how you engage co-workers. And how you have staff meetings. That his wisdom shows up in the choices that you make. And that you let Jesus grow up in you. Lord, we need a closer walk. A closer walk with you. Lord, we need to hold your hand more tightly. We need to see your face more regularly. We need to sense your presence more intimately. God, we need a closer walk. Lord, I pray for someone right now who has been walking on their own. They don't even realize how much distance there is between you and them. God, right now, I pray for restoration to be in this house. I pray for that man or that woman, that, that boy or that girl who once was close to you, but now... The fellowship is strained. God, I pray right now that in this sweet, sweet sanctuary that a spirit of restoration would envelop their hearts where they hear you saying, you can come home. You never stop being my son. You never stop being my daughter. Wherever you've gone, whatever you've done, you can come back home. God, I pray now that as this invitation is being extended, God, that some would say, yes, Lord, I, I need my fellowship restored. I need my relationship with my family restored. I want to walk closer with you than ever before. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, move now and let it be so. All who are hearing me now, won't you stand to your feet? Everybody in the sanctuary, stand to your feet. Thank you for your obedience. Now, right now, the door of the church is open, and it is a time that you can restore your fellowship. You, you may already know the Lord. You may have already given your life to Christ. But truth be told, there's been some distance. And, and all you're doing now is saying, I need to come back home. I need to come back to a closer walk with you, Lord. I'm, I want to hold your hand more tightly. I want to feel your presence more intimately. I, I need you, Lord. The invitation is extended for you to come. 
If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're invited to come. The doors of the church are open right now. You can have a close walk with the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come back home. Hallelujah. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Yes. Calling for you and for me. Yes, Lord. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching. Yes. Watching, oh sinner, come home. Come home, come home, come home. Come home, come home, come home. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And amen. If you're watching by live stream, we do invite you to scan the QR code if you want to connect with us here at K Chapel. Maybe you don't live in the Jackson area, but you can be a distant member. All you have to do is scan the QR code, connect with someone there, and they will give you all the information that you need. Uh, we invite you to be a part of what God is doing right here at Cade Chapel. You want a closer walk? Amen. Anybody want a closer walk? Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I feel a, I feel a, I feel a, a male chorus spirit. <laughs> can we switch, can we switch off and end it with just a closer walk with thee? Hallelujah. Yeah, y'all take us. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. I'm going to wait for you. That, that's it. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 
Make it sound sweet. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I see the male chorus now. I see him. I see him. I see him. Mm-hmm. My God. My God. We're going to get ready and go down from this place, but can we just sing a little bit of that before we go? Just a closer walk with thee. That's it. Oh, Lord. Grant it, Jesus, if you please. Oh, Lord. Daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. I wish a real tenor would come up here and help me. I am weak, but thou art strong. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, keep me. From our home, oh Lord, I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, sir. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.